This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Thursday night football, Chelsea. Cowboys and the Titans. Oh, your poor Titans. The Cowboys are laying 10 points. Cowboys minus 500. Titans plus 360. Total set at 41 and a half. This spread has gone up from Cowboys laying nine and a half. Total down from 44 points. Are your Titans going to come close in this one? It looks like Malik will get the start at quarterback again instead of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Tiny Tim, that's kind of what the Titans look like right now. They are so hobbled. I think they're down to like five original starters that are actually playing because everybody is so banged up for the Titans. Now, the rumor floating around is the Titans could rest some of their starters in this game to get ready for that huge matchup against the Jaguars that is probably going to decide the AFC South. But I think there are still some scenarios in which the Titans uh, can – overlap the Jags by winning this game so I'm not too sure about that and plus I'm not sure if the Titans can actually rest people they have so many bodies hurt that I don't think they have that luxury but the line is at 10 for a reason this Titans team is very very banged up and plus if it's Malik Willis again we've seen him really struggle as a passer and when you depend completely on Derrick Henry to uh you know be the only part of your offense that works it just doesn't work because the other team can prepare for it If Derrick Henry cannot cross the line of scrimmage, he is going to be useless. And even last game had 126 yards on the ground, but you lost the game to the Texans. So I think this is not going to be a good one for the Titans. I think maybe the X factor is uh, if they let Josh Dobbs in there. If you remember him at Tennessee, he was a pretty solid quarterback at the University of Tennessee. Also a really smart guy. I think his Mm -hmm. major was like aerospace engineering. So if anybody can pick a playbook, it's probably Josh Dobbs. But in the meantime, I think since this is a short week, one would imagine it's probably going to be Malik Willis. On the other side, I think the question is, can the Cowboys cover this big of a number? Because they've really struggled to cover some spreads. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a stay away game for me when it comes to the spread. I agree with that. I would lean Cowboys minus 10. I think that's why the money is going in that direction because it's the right side. And because it looks like if you're the Titans, look, it's one game to win the division next week against the Jags. So this is a Tennessee team, as you know, that is really banged up. So sort of the rumor going around is that Mike Vrabel will rest some of his guys to get them ready for that final game of the regular season. Certainly on a short week, this would be the time to do it in a game that overall pretty meaningless against the Cowboys compared to the division. On NFL Sunday, the Bears are at the Lions. Lions laying five and a half points. Lions minus 225. Bears plus 185. Total set at 51 and a hook. I was one of those suckers. It took the Lions last weekend against the Panthers. They lose outright. But I'm going to be on the Lions again this week, Chelsea. Still fighting for a playoff spot. Bears have the worst defense in the NFL playing for nothing. I'm going to roll the dice again with Detroit. Damn. I was just thinking, oh, just take the over. But the total is 51 and a half. So the the Bucs are a step ahead of us. Because I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't know. I'm very tempted to take the Bears plus five and a half because the thing about the Bears is they have been playing a murderer's row of teams. And yeah, they haven't covered against some of them, but not covering against the Bills is a little different than not covering against, you know, the Lions. But they have played the Packers, the Eagles, and the Bills. So maybe this is a good respite for this offense to get right just because they're not going against a great defense. So maybe we'll see Justin Fields go back to hitting his rush prop in this one because that was the thing about the Bears last week. 
He didn't even come close. I think I'd be on the Bears here. Well, it's not my favorite play. I just feel like the Lions are going to be more motivated, and it's a good bounce-back spot for them after that hugely disappointing performance against Carolina. Let's go to the AFC. I want to ask you about Dolphins-Patriots because we've seen the line flip in this game, opened with Patriots or the Dolphins laying a point and a half. Now it's flipped. Patriots are favored by two and a half points. This is specifically because Tua is in concussion protocol. Patriots are minus 140 on the money line. The Dolphins are plus 115. Total set at 43 and a hook. I don't know what to do here. Are you going to roll with Teddy Two Gloves, who generally covers? But man, this is a Dolphins team that has lost four straight, and they desperately need a win. Yeah, if it gets to three, I'm definitely on the Dolphins. Because do you really want to trust this Patriots offense that's been even worse? And Mac Jones is just, you know, tackling guys on plays that don't even matter. It just seems like a dumpster fire of an offense that I don't want to trust, especially laying points. I get it's at home, but if this line gets to three, I think Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of keeping this team in it because he's already played this year. He has a full stable of weapons. Tyreek Hill ain't going anywhere. So I'd be on the Dolphins. Yeah, I I think I would. They At some point... They have to get over the hump. This is a team that's too good to have lost four straight at this point in the season. And as we know with the Patriots, what are they going to do? They're not explosive on offense. They'll play very good defense to sort of grind this game down to a halt. That's why I like the under here, and we can see that coming down from 43-and-a-half to 42-and-a-half. I'm looking at this afternoon slate of games. Chelsea, you can see it too. I'll let you choose here. Spin the wheel and pick out a game here that you like. Ooh, I want to spin the wheel. That sounds fun. I'll spin it. Uh, we, yeah. we don't have an actual wheel, but it's on our to-do list. Maybe we will check Amazon for that. I think first we got to talk about this Colts-Giants game. Don't you think yeah. this line's going to move? It's already moved. The Giants were three-point favorites at home. Now it's moved to three and a half. One would think, once people wake up from that disaster of a game that the Colts just played last night, that people will probably continue fading the Colts, this time in a short week. And also the fact that None of the quarterbacks on the roster seem to be able to not turn the ball over. So I think Giants three and a half is probably a play that I would be on, even though three and a half seems like a tricky number. But doesn't it seem like the Colts are an absolute disaster? I just can't make a case for them. And even here, you know, we sometimes say, okay, I can't make a case for this one team. But the case you can make, the only case you can make is that maybe the number is too high. I don't think this number is too high at all. Short week, yeah. you're going on the road. You can't, you have nothing to play for. You've lost five straight. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have an offensive line. Yeah, I'd lay this with the Giants up to up to maybe five. Yeah, and especially uh, since the Colts have been so bad offensively speaking in the red zone, I think maybe the under would be worth a look too because we know the Giants like to run the football as well. Uh, so kind of like the under there as well. Let's talk about a big game that people probably aren't thinking that is a big game. Panthers-Bucks. The Bucks mm-hmm. favored by three. Total of 39. Huge game for the NFC South. I believe this decides the division. And we know Tom Brady is coming off some last-minute wins. But still, it's an offense that has not been great either. Do you think you'd take the points, the three points, that it's at that key number with the Panthers? Or do you wait till he gets to three and a half? Or do you actually trust the Bucs in this spot? I don't trust the Bucs. I think I would take the Panthers. The Bucs just don't look 
formidable at all. And Tom is starting to look old. He has his moments, had that comeback in overtime. We were super sharp in the extra frame, got it done last week. But this seems like a spot where you take the Panthers, and the Panthers are playing decent football. They, they figured out a nice little formula, which is lean on Deontay Foreman, play strong defense, don't ask Sam Darnold to do too much. He's 3-1 and one as a starter in his last four. I think I'd take the Panthers. Yeah, I think I'd take the Panthers and maybe the under or do a little teaser. You know how we do those like safety teasers where mm-hmm. you tease the the Panthers up to nine and then you add six to 39, which is 45 and hit the under on that. Because don't we think it's probably going to be a low scoring game? I don't know. Tom Brady actually put up some yards in each of the last two, but they've still struggled in the red zone, which is kind of surprising. So I think for me, it would be Panthers plus three or do that little safety teaser. Jags at the Texans this weekend, Chelsea. Jags laying four points. Jags are minus 210 on the money line. The Texans are plus 170. The total is set at 43 and a half. That spread has come down a half point from Jacksonville minus four and a half. I just, ah, man, I don't know here. It seems like a bit of a trap. I love the way the Jags are playing right now. Texans have been putting up quite a fight in their last couple weeks, one outright last weekend, two weeks ago, took the Chiefs to overtime. I think the Texans might be the right side, but it's hard for me to fade Jacksonville because Jacksonville is that one team that nobody wants to play right now, playing really good football. Yeah, maybe the over. Uh, If you look at both offenses, if you think you can get something going from both sides, because that's the thing about the Texans. They've actually been scoring in some of these games. I know it was a tighter game against the Titans, But still, that was very, very cold weather. And the Titans actually have a pretty solid defense. So the fact that Houston put up 24 against the Chiefs, put up 23 against Dallas, one would think they could at least contribute to the total here. And we've seen Trevor Lawrence just dropping dimes, it seems like, each and Mm -hmm. every week. It's not a good defensive matchup either. The Texans, not great against the run. I think that should set up uh, the deep ball pretty nicely for Trevor Lawrence. So I think the over for me here, 43 and a half, let's hit the over. Ooh, I got to think about that for a second. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I'm interested to see what the Jags do. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you're our resident Titans expert. If the Jags win and they have to beat the Texans, won't it be Jags-Texans for the division title next weekend? Jags-Titans. Jags-Titans, yes, sorry. Yes, not the Texans. But yes, correct. Big game for the Jags. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, we'll keep our eyes on that. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.